Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue, a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. My name is David Rudy. I'm the pastor at Doxa Church, and I am joined by my wife, Julie, this morning. Hey, Julie. Hey, listeners. Welcome to our dining room table. We are recording in our house today. Yes, we are. Maybe you hear the heat humming in the background. It's a cold January morning. It's been a wild month. Yeah, not what we anticipated, but it's good. A lot of plans. Most of them didn't work out the way we planned. And Welcome to life. Life. You roll with it. We've had a lot of good things happening. Besides the NFL stuff with Green Bay getting knocked out and Aaron Rodgers probably never playing for the Packers again. It's going to be okay. It's just a game. Yeah, probably needs to happen anyway. You know, that game happened. We had an incredible Sunday. We're still riding high from that. Monroe is just blossoming before I she's been riding her bike all around the house this week she just doesn't know how to brake yeah so we're working on that (laughs) she's got the slow down and turn really sharply to fade into a stop and then she's got just the run straight into the wall but and stop with Beckham and Paxton she's gonna learn it fast because they've been riding their bikes forever so yeah she sees them it's all good it's so cute it's so cute seeing a little mini Julie walking around. Just your little mini me. Thank it's you. The best. She is my little sidekick. Yes. There's a side of me that wants her to stay home with me forever. And then there's a side of me that's like, okay, that's really selfish. She needs to blossom and yeah. learn how to fly yeah. her wings. Yeah. That's what we do as parents. We prepare our children to glorify God with their lives. Yes. They're not ours. They're the Lord's. And we get to spend some precious moments with them. It's amazing. But enough about all of that. We are excited to continue this series. So this season of the podcast, we're talking about the mission of the church, which is really the, you know what this podcast is about. The podcast is, is about the same thing as Doxa's mission, to glorify God mm-hmm. through the fulfillment of the Great Commission. And the way that practically works out as a church is first and foremost worshiping Christ secondly you have walking in Christ and then third it's working through Christ but I thought about this the other day if you want to fully get the Trinity in here worship God the Father walk in the Spirit and serve through Christ it's the same thing but yeah we're taking a closer look right now at walking in Christ and last week if you caught last week's episode we spent a lot of time on being filled in the Spirit You know, what does that actually look like? It's kind of a deeper topic. Yeah, it's a deeper topic. And this week is similar in that sense. We're not going to cover surface level, Sunday school level, get on your hands and knees and pray. Like, let's all pray, everybody. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit more about that because that's the other piece that you just cannot assume with walking in Christ. Prayer is such a vital piece of this. It's really the air you breathe as far as that goes. Yeah, it's such an ongoing thing that should be happening. And I'm reminded in scripture, pray without ceasing. Pray without stopping is what that's saying. Mm-hmm. Such a tall order, but it's right. a command. Right, absolutely. So walking with Christ means looking and listening in your prayer life. There is this ongoing element to where we need to slow down We need to be attentive to him. It's that abide piece as well. Would you read Psalm 46 for us? Yeah. 
I'm going to read verse 10, which probably most of you, if you're familiar with Christianity, have heard this verse. But it's, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Amen. So it needs to be happening. Here's, here's a big part. While you're reading your Bible. When you're studying your Bible. Mm-hmm. Because, it's a relationship. Yeah, right. And I think so many people, when they get into Scripture, they look at it as a mental exercise. Like, I'm going to learn truth about God. Which is very true. Mm -hmm. But it can't just be that. There has to be more to it. And one way to describe this is more like... Feeling scripture. Yeah. It's not just an emotional reaction or goosebumps. We're not talking about that kind of feeling. It's, It's this deeper familiarity with the message of the Bible and the sense of its big storyline. You know, you're comfortable with the diversity of the storytellers and just like jesus uses abide all the time like he loves that word we get to this place where we have a practical instinctual sense of all the different threads and the contours of god's word and how it all coalesces together and complements each other like every single passage does that it's so tight and you see something you don't quite understand And then years later, you come across another verse that actually helps you interpret that verse. And the Holy Spirit's behind that. When prayer is a piece that is stirred in with all of that, it really starts coming alive. So I think getting to that place where we get in God's word and we enjoy it, we have the desire, we have the Mm -hmm. taste to do that. And the longer we do that over and over for an extended period of time, it begins to feel less like something that's carried out in our own power. And it's something that is now empowered by the Holy Spirit. And it's hard to really describe that at the beginning because at the beginning, it's just like, okay, I do need to open up my Bible Mm -hmm. and carve out some time and make this happen. Right. So it does take that discipline, but the longer you go on with the relational side of it with God, like, God, speak to me through your word. Right. I'm going to take that time to be quiet and listen. There, and there's several ways this can play out. Like, I know I've gone in seasons of journaling. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm journaling out what I'm learning and I'm talking to God about it as I'm journaling. I know several of you like to do that. Or maybe it's literally just sitting there really still mm-hmm. and you're reading. And as things you're you're reading you're talking to the lord about it Mm -hmm. and i know some of our listeners really have this down like they already know that they've been walking with the lord for years and what to them seemed unnatural like 20 30 years Uh ago maybe now it's just natural and reflective (laughs) i i would say too to add to that Uh one thing that i've noticed because thankfully i have been so blessed to grow up in a christian home And one thing I've noticed about believers that have been walking with the Lord for a long time, if you look at their Bibles, they are so marked up. Mm -hmm. It's highlighted, there's notes, Mm -hmm. and you can tell it's either through being at church and the Lord speaking them to them through the sermon or just their personal walk and reading and their communing with the Lord. Guys, that's prayer when you're talking back to the Lord through that. Yeah, prayer has to be an integral part of it all. And I think what... What we're trying to communicate here is that the Bible is not just an object of utility. 
And mm. I think when everyone begins their walk with Christ, we're human and we're used to taking tools and using tools to mm-hmm. accomplish a task. So we naturally feel that way with the Bible, except it is supernatural. It's not a human tool. It's God breathed. And so just like I wouldn't look at my nightstand for the meaning of life. My nightstand is just a practical piece of furniture that serves a a purpose on it right now yeah there's a few a few scattered papers maybe a basketball card here or there or Monroe's cheeses yeah Monroe's yeah usually that uh you know if my bible's on there okay like that's different (laughs) that 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 would be source of the meaning of life but I think often we can forget that the bible is the living breathing active word of god And the author of the Bible, the Holy Spirit, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, lives inside you. So you can talk with the author as you're reading it. You can pause. You can actually listen to the author speak Mm -hmm. to you and interpret exactly what he just wrote down on the page. But it goes back to Psalm 46. Mm -hmm. Being still to be able to even listen. I think too, to add to what you were just saying, David, I think what can often happen, and I think you and I have both been there before, Mm -hmm. is we read the Bible as a checklist. Yeah. I got to get this done every day. And it becomes, and there is nothing wrong with that. That is a good thing. But what oftentimes can happen is it, it does become a checklist and not the relational side of, well, I checked that box off. Yeah, I've seen this play out. A lot of people, and I I don't know if I should say a lot, but like I've seen this. They read the Bible in a way they're asking themselves, all right, how might I now use this? I'm going to read this Bible, I'm going to gain something, and then I'm going to use it. And again, like there's that's not all bad, right? There's just more to it because you're missing the part on how it might use you, how it Mm, might transform you. So how do we stop, quote unquote, doing when it comes to Bible study and start being like, you know, being changed, being transformed. A huge piece of that is not just reading it, but also listening to it through prayer as you read. So this is our next point. The Bible isn't written simply to inform us. Of course, we're learning the truth, the gospel, who God is. Yeah, we're gaining information that is the the bedrock of society. This is absolute truth, ultimately. But it isn't just written simply to inform us. It's written to transform us. Mm -hmm. And that transformation happens in a relationship. And with relationships, you have communication. And it's a two-way conversation. So we have to remember that piece. So I would say... Yes, this still requires discipline and consistency. Mm -hmm. The more checklist approach. (laughs) Yeah. It starts with that, and then it evolves into more of treasuring God's word in your heart, delighting yourselves. This is our good, good father speaking to us. I I also want to just put out there for any listeners that know us, maybe you're new to the faith. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just now starting to read the Bible. If you're like, man, I'm just so confused. I don't know where to start. I don't know what I should be doing. Come talk to us. We would love to share just some practical ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, let's go to coffee. I'm just extending that to any of the listeners. David and I are more than welcome to do that. Yeah. And I'll tell you something right now that helps is 
don't just look at it as a reference book or a guidebook for life. Look at it as a personal relationship where I'm listening to God speak to me and I'm having a conversation back with him in prayer and then I'm taking time to listen, see what thoughts he gives me and see where it goes. Yeah, I too would take this time to challenge any of you if if you're like, man, I've never experienced that. I read my Bible, but I've, I've never really experienced mm-hmm. that relational or prayer side. This is what I'm going to challenge you to do this week. Pick a scripture, maybe a psalm, maybe start in the book of John, just a couple ideas there. And take one chapter. And after every verse, just pause mm-hmm. and say, God, what, do you have, what are you teaching me through this verse? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Okay, maybe in the scripture it says that God is gracious. He mentions that in the scripture. And you you come to that verse, you pause, and you say, Hey, God, you are gracious. Thank you for being gracious to me. You showed me grace in this area and this area. I praise you for that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Help me to be aware of ways that you're just so gracious to me. Okay, move on. Next Mm -hmm. verse. And how can I be gracious to someone else today? Yeah. And I mean, that's so good, Julie. I also was having a conversation with another member of our church earlier this week. They've been saved for a long time. And they mentioned, I still come across things in scripture I don't totally understand. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah, I don't have to just stop everything right there and like, oh no, I don't get this little nugget of the Bible. I've been that way in the past where it's like, if I don't quite understand something, I'm the intellectual person who wants to just get an answer for it. So I'm going to dig, I'm going to find, and you can always do that. You can find that if you know where to look and you're seeking the right places because there is an answer for everything. But that's not really your quiet time with a relationship with God. That's more of a side hobby kind of thing in a way. You know what I mean? Like it's okay to come across a piece of scripture that you don't quite fully grasp. We are talking about God whose ways are higher than our ways. Mm Mm-hmm. And we have to have that understanding going into it. Ask questions to other people, pray to God about it. And you know what? He may answer in two, three weeks. He may bring another passage of scripture across your way that actually really sheds some light on that one piece that you were struggling with. So I've seen that happen. I love when that happens. Yes. I do want to add as a side note, if you are going to take that approach of stopping verse by verse and talking to the Lord, when you're in the Old Testament and the the genealogies, it's... (laughs) It's a little different. <laughs> they have their own place. Those might not be the ones to stop at every single Thank name. Thank you for Abraham, Isaac, and <laughs> Jacob, and Joseph. And Let's talk about Haman in the genealogies. There's there's some cool stuff with that, right? I if you were at a worship service last week. But okay, Galatians 6 is another passage of scripture that actually corresponds to what we're talking about. If you look at Galatians 6, it's giving you two different lists. You have... These are the fruits of the flesh, and then these are the fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So on, picture, as he's saying that, like on the left side of a paper, you've got all the flesh characteristics. And on mm-hmm. the right side of the paper, we have the fruits of the spirit. Oh, wow. Are you saying something about, about leaning left or leaning right? Nope. We are, <laughs> not, we are not getting political here. Yes. All right. Well, yeah, but in those two lists the list for the flesh, they're all specific actions that you do. If you look at that list, they're all specific Mm -hmm. actions that you do. The fruit of the spirit is actually a little different. It's a list of qualities. Mm -hmm. If you look closely at that, 
it's not doing different. Rather, it's becoming different. Oh, that's really good. And that's where we want to read scripture to the point where it transforms us. All right, David, I want you to explain how that happens. Well, it has to be dwelling in God's word, abiding in Christ. So meditating on scripture, savoring it, just listening. Let God speak. And then talk about it with others, for sure. And I don't think this comes easily at the very, very beginning, but the more you do it, the more natural it feels. And then it becomes mm-hmm. second nature. But it does all begin with the listening piece, not just I'm gaining knowledge. Right. And really the ultimate goal of this is Christ-likeness. Oh, yeah. The point of the Christian life is not self-improvement or more Bible knowledge. The whole point is to become more like Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. And it's amazing to think that the God of the universe, we know we're sinners. He makes us his friends. He restores that relationship through the blood of Jesus Christ, through the sacrifice of his son. He saves us and transforms us and makes us new. And we are now friends with him. Mm-hmm. He calls us that. And what kind of a friend are you if you never listen and you never have a back and forth relational conversation? So the real key to the growth in beholding the glory of God is having these real encounters with him Mm -hmm. in his word. So it stands to reason that if we want our Bible to change us, you know, we have to look for Jesus and we have to talk to him in prayer while we're reading scripture. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. He cares about every little ounce of our being, all our hurts. Like, I mean, the last few days, David and I have been talking through a specific situation and it's been kind of hard and painful. And at the end of those conversations, we end up in prayer and, and you can pour out those things to him and he understands, he cares. Mm-hmm. I even had a phone call with a mentor this week And we were just talking back and forth about some stuff. And at the end of the conversation, she said, okay, let's pray about this. And we both just poured our heart out to God. And there's just something like actually really relieving about that and freedom in knowing like, I just Mm -hmm. put that at the foot of the cross and I can rest knowing that it's all on him and Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about that. And, and it's okay to spill your guts out to him. Yeah. And the gospels give us the example of Jesus Christ in the middle of the intensity of earthly ministry when he was performing miracles and speaking to multitudes. And I mean, he had all this pressure on him. We are told specifically numerous times in scripture that he got away from everything and just took time. I mean, Luke five here, the wording is, but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray mm-hmm. withdraw i mean think about what that word means I was like that's a complete pulling away like yeah. hey i'm gonna go be still and know that i'm god mm-hmm. jesus did that himself as a fully human and fully god savior of the world right which i think even shows us how more important it is for us to be doing that i do love those examples of jesus because yeah we see all kinds of different prayers in the Bible. You see public prayers, prayers of thanksgiving, prayers of petition, prayers of hope and despair, of confession, exaltation. You see prayers of celebration, of mourning. You see it all. 
But the biggest example that Jesus left us reveals that intentional, attentive, and solitary prayer that is vital for a life of submission to God's will. I think the worst way to pray, and this is probably the way I prayed for a few years, this is the way people who have a lot of knowledge but don't have the relationship side of it down, like Mm -hmm. they will pray this way. And I'm not trying to be offensive about this, but they pray in this straight and narrow way as Mm -hmm. if it all depends on me. Without saying it, you would never say this, but it morphed into this legalistic sense of duty and it makes me feel guilty, like a failure if I'm not praying. Like you kind of have that Mm -hmm. way, oh, yeah, I got to, I'm terrible at prayer and oh, don't talk about this, David, because I'm just so bad at it. You're looking at it as this thing that I do to be a good Christian in Mm -hmm. that sense. A duty. Yeah. But when you realize that walking in Christ is like walking in a pasture, Christ is the door. And when you open that door and you find pasture, you have this freedom to walk with Christ. And prayer is more like that. It's not like we're just on this road where one slip up means doom. We can mess up. We can make mistakes. God is bigger than all of that. And he still will work through it. Even you see somebody else making a mistake. You see somebody else. They're a little off and there's a problem. And you don't have to just pray like you have to solve it. Like, oh, I better pray about this. So I'm going to fix this. Mm -hmm. No, God is going to work through that. For those who love God, all things work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. His hand is moving in ways we can't even understand about it. Things are being revealed. We Mm -hmm. need to stay open to that. But prayer is not this... I have to get the job done and pray to God so he'll fix the problem. It's the walk in the pasture where you're walking alongside Mm -hmm. him. You're gaining strength. You're gaining wisdom. You're speaking to him. You're letting his Holy Spirit speak back to you. Well, and that goes back to last week's podcast on being filled with the Spirit. You Mm -hmm. gave that example of like a stick in a a stream that the stick is getting pushed along and and the Spirit's upholding us and it's it's pushing us. And, And that's the same concept that you're just talking about. Yeah. It's not just another thing on the checklist, prayer. It's rather the thing that makes the checklist doable because we're talking with God and we're being filled in the Spirit. And we just can't look at prayer for results. We have to look at it as part of the relationship. Of course there's results. Like, of course God will answer prayer. There's always results. It's either yes, no, or wait. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we... We don't like that wait piece. We don't like that no piece. Mm -hmm. We're coming to you. Okay, God, heal this person right now. Heal this person right now. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe God's will is that it's not right now. Maybe it's later. God, show me what you want me to do right now. And the wait time is when the relationship really has a chance to flourish. Right. Right. And it's so painful, guys. I mean, we have been there. And so, I mean, we're in it right now. And it's painful, but. Also, we can make a laundry list of ways that we're growing. Mm-hmm. And in that waiting period, in that, oh, God, what are you doing? This is so painful. Yeah. We're learning to trust in him. We're learning to spill our guts out to him. Yeah. Prayer is daily worship of the one who loves you more than anyone else does. And the one who saved your life as no one else ever could. That's who you're talking to with prayer. And when you read the Bible and you spend that time to pause, to reflect, 
to ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate you, he is actually doing something that is out of this world. And of course, people who don't know Christ and don't have the Holy Spirit, they're not going to be able to understand this and see the light because it's a gift to -hmm. those who have been transformed by the grace and the mercy of God. And it is such a gift. It's such a gift. Prayer and the word. It's amazing that we have that attainable to us. So please process God's word through your prayers. And even when we mess up, we constantly move away. He's always moving towards us. He's that powerful. He's that good. Yes. I would just ask yourself in your walk with the Lord, you know, where can I go deeper? Where can I be taking those be still moments Mm -hmm. to go deeper in the relational aspect of reading the word, which ultimately is prayer. Yeah. I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but sometimes that means just driving in your car without any music or without a podcast Mm -hmm. on. No phone. Yeah, no phone. Stand in the line at the grocery store and instead of pulling out your phone like every single other person, mm-hmm. just look around and let and, and pray and talk to God and see what's out there. Observe some people and ask God to show you something. Maybe open up a conversation. You know, we can really stand out and be completely different when we I do this. I think, too, this is a side note as we're closing our world is so busy all the time constantly mm-hmm. with phones and i'm guilty of this being on my phone too much or technology side of things and because our world is so consumed with that it's easy to get roped in and then us as parents with kids they see that and if we as parents are going to teach our kids to be still mm-hmm. as we are discipling our own kids how are we modeling that mm-hmm Right. Yeah, you want your child to look you in the eye and to have a slow conversation where you're thinking through things and talking through things and praying through things. But if it's always go, 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 and one thing to the next, and let me put a screen in front of their face so I can get a breather, you're not setting up the abiding element, the being still and knowing element. Like, that starts at a young age, and unfortunately, we're in this day and age where technology has revolutionized the way the world works so fast. I mean, we watched a movie the other day, The Rookie on on Disney Plus, and it was so old. (laughs) Well, it was like, wow, there's no cell phones. They're still using regular phones and like they're listening to the radio over this massive giant computer in the school library. And I was like, wow, it was taking me back to my high school. And it was like, when was this movie made? It was made in 2002. And he's on a payphone, you know, like in 2002. But that shows you how much life has changed. And we're starting to see the effects of it. Mm-hmm. But people have no idea how destructive it is to have a phone in front of your face from a young age that much during the day. Because right. this totally combats what we're talking about. It's in direct opposition to being still and knowing, into praying, into reflecting, into having mm-hmm. time where you're not doing anything. You're just sitting around thinking. And as you think, you you're talk. talking to God. We got to get more of that in our lives. Yeah, and, and it's 
just such a challenge as a parent because mm-hmm. they they are watching they mm-hmm. are picking up so much on what we are doing and if your heart is to disciple your kid if your heart is to teach them the things of the lord and how to walk with the lord which it it is our job as parents to do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, some things need to just change i love that god is a much greater chaser of us than we are of him and he has so much grace in this he comes Mm -hmm. after us again and again and he's jealous for us just praise him for that thank him for that he's also a much better listener than we are Mm -hmm. (laughs) like and the more we do listen to him the more we ask him and talk to him about that he will transform us so why don't we close this episode with a word of prayer for all of our listeners sure go ahead Father in heaven, we are so grateful for your mercy and your goodness to us. Lord, as we have just had this conversation, we've involved all the people who listen to this podcast in this conversation, we all collectively want to lift up to you our need to be still and know that you are God. May we take the steps to have that discipline to open up the Bible and not just read it to gain knowledge, but may we be transformed in a relationship with you as we pray to you and and you speak to us through the word. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your saving power that has started this relationship that you call us friends. Thank you, King Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.